Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. MLB Network host. Now, see him on Fox uh, calling Angels games. What is the current status of Matt Vaskersian's multiple employments right yeah, now? What's the resume look like right now? <laughs> uh, the status is tenuous with all three employers. Okay. Um, Aren't we all? <laughs> I mean, we're all day by day. Let's face it. Yep. Sports, we're all day by day. I'm just happy to get a chair every once in a while. Fair enough, my friend. You get to work with some fun people, though, on on all of your jobs that come into the set. I mean, how do you how do you manage the the personalities, the former players that you get to sit down with? I mean, who? I mean, let's not play favorites, but who are your, some some of your favorites that you get to talk to on a regular basis? Oh man, um, <clears throat> I love working with Mark Gubazon, Angels games. I think he's he's probably the best baseball analyst. Uh, that, you know, that, that people only see on a regional level. He's really good. He's really good on the Angels, on the Angels product because he's steeped in the history of the team. He's so good with the nuances of what you can say and what you can't say because he knows a lot more than he says and he always filters it properly. Uh, and he's really good with, with, uh, diagnosing pitching tendencies, problems, strengths, weaknesses. He's awesome. Uh, at, I mean, I love working with all the guys I work with. I've been really, really lucky. Not to sound like a cliche, you know, tool, but um, I have been really lucky. I mean, except for Mark Grant. Obviously, that except was Mudd, that yeah. was terrible. But M- Mud is a different animal. Uh, but th- I've I've never worked with anybody more. Still, one of my best friends in the world, and he's Mud is a better baseball analyst than, than people give him credit for because he's got such a big personality and he's so likable. He's also really good at this. So, yeah, man, I've, I've been lucky. How many videos does he send you on a weekly basis? Yeah, does YouTube he send videos, you stuff yeah. to watch? He does that to you guys, too. Yeah, oh, my so God. Bored. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I get it, bro. I saw it. I saw Young young Frankenstein, too. I know what you're talking about. You don't have to send <laughs> no, no, it. No, no, no. Just, just sit right there. Let me pull it up on hang YouTube. On, hang, on, hang on, hang on. I'm like, sit you're it. killing me, dude. <laughs> killing me. Like, you know, there's a funny road sign in El Cajon, and Mud will stop his vehicle, take a picture of it, and send it to me. I'm like, okay, it's clever, but go home. Spend time with your family. What's wrong with you? You just hit the heart on the thing. I got to move on. Nah, with thumbs up. Not yeah, even thumbs a up. Yeah, it's so good. Talking to the great Matty V, Matt Vaskersian here on Ben and Woods this morning. You know, I, I look at, at our franchises, right? The ones that we cover and the ones that you cover. Interesting teams. Um, uh, Matty, never a shortage of, of um, stories, certainly. Never a shortage of stories to, to talk about. Not not always the, the most positive. Um, but your kind of overall feeling about the Angels and where they're headed right now, I know this has the potential to be a pretty devastating offseason, losing a guy like Shohei Otani. Um, it's going to be very interesting how it all plays out. Yeah, I mean, look, there as a as a guy who tries to be glass half full here, um, you know, potentially devastating if Otani walks. Sure, hard hard nut to swallow. Um, 
but you have to look at it from the organization standpoint, and if you're a fan, that it's a chance to reset and start over again. And if there was nothing in place to kind of continue to build on, you'd be disappointed, but that's not the case. I mean, I don't think Zach Neto, the second-year shortstop, and Logan Ohapi, the rookie catcher, have resonated yet nationally, but those are two elite players. And if you build around those guys, with all their service years still intact, uh, with with bright futures, great on both sides of the scorecard, there's some real optimism with the pitching they've drafted the last couple of years. Uh, you, you just have to look at it as a chance to reset, and that's I think that's how the Angels are going to look at it if Otani doesn't return. And I, you know, nobody knows what that's going to look like yet. Nobody knows about uh, the outfield. You know, is Mike Trout going to? Is he going to approve trade talks like it was put out there during the season that the Angels would would be willing to broker in that if it was okay by Mike? And, uh, I, you know, I don't know what that's going to look like either. I'm kind of assuming that, you know, Mike's going to be around. And there's still a huge potential for the Angels to just reset and get young and start over again. It is interesting how similar the situation. Angels and Padres got a lot of big contracts. Padres had the NLCS run, but in the division, you got the big behemoth. For the Padres, it's the Dodgers. For the Angels, it's the Astros. But now you got this up and coming team and the Diamondbacks and the Rangers. You got a Mariners, kind of like Giants, a good team, you know, that's been playing well. Yeah. And then the team you don't worry about, the Rockies or the A's in the division. But they're like really similar Very. when you think about it in a lot of ways, which is a little troubling if you're a Padres fan to think about. Yeah, I hadn't ever really considered it that way, Ben. That's that's really true. Um, and in the case of the Angels, uh, well, it's it's both now because as you properly point out, Texas and Arizona have kind of walked in lockstep. These are two teams that last year uh, were okay; they were a little better, maybe. But two years ago, the Rangers lost 102 games, and the Diamondbacks lost 110 games two years ago. And now they look like they're going to be good for a while. So that, that doesn't bode very well for the Angels and Padres. And, and then, you know, all roads always go through Houston as they do Los Angeles in that division. Uh, it, you know, just to, to say that there's a, a moment of weakness in one of those divisions where uh, an other than those teams could make a move is wrong because I don't think those teams are, are going to be catchable for a while. That's a really good point. Talking to the great Matty V, Matt Vescursion here on Ben and Woods this morning. Uh, I'm sure you've been watching the playoffs like the rest of us. I've enjoyed, you know, as hard as the season was, I like the new rule changes, Matty. As a broadcaster, I'm sure you enjoyed the new rule changes as well. Getting out about 30 minutes early uh, never hurt anybody from a baseball game. But your kind of overall uh, take on baseball as it stands right now, do you like everything that, that's happening in the game right now? What would you change if it's you could? It's a broad question. It's very broad. Yeah, it's very, very broad. broad. Well, he sees a lot. Yeah, you know, he sees he a lot, talks yeah. a lot. I do love, I do love the rules changes. I love them all. I, I loved the three batter minimum, which was poo pooed by so many people when it was instituted. Uh, I love the pitch clock. I love legislating against the shift. I think all that stuff's great. Going back a little further, I love taking what used to be forty man roster expansion in September down to a, a more manageable number. 40-man roster expansion was preposterous, and it stuck around for way too long. Uh, the big bases has even been okay. I, I know. <laughs> you know, all of it's been good. All of it's been good. I, as far as what's next, um, 
boy, I, I don't, I don't know that, I don't know that I could even think of something that I would suggest, um, you know, the throws over to first base, the disengagements have been okay too. That was the one I was skeptical, skeptical of when they put it in play. Um, I think it's been great. And think about this too. There's only been one inordinately long postseason game so far. If this were, if this season were being played under the old rules, we're talking about four hour postseason games because every at bat's a grinder. Every count is three and two. There are multiple mid inning pitching changes. And with the exception of, I believe it was game two in Baltimore between the Rangers and Orioles. They've all been played in a manageable three-hour-ish window. That one went 345, and that's the only clunker. So it's been really fun to watch. I, I, love the, I love the way the homers have taken center stage, too, because, look, that's the sexiest thing in our sport. Yep. And teams that out-homer their opponent in the postseason have lost only one game this postseason. That's the key. And when, you, when you're settling into your, your TV to, last night and you're watching the beginning of that Arizona-Philly game, and Kyle Schwarber homers on a first pitch fastball, and then Harper homers in the first. You're like, oh my God, this is a blast! <laughs> so and the fans were going insane because they're animals out there. It was it was awesome to watch. Matt Vascursion is with us, and of course, Manny V was the uh, Padres broadcaster for the I think the last five years of Boach's managerial tenure. So you got to talk to Boach almost every day during the baseball season. Uh, reunion time with Boach uh, for the American League Championship Series here, and just seeing uh, how he's come back out of uh, out of semi retirement to do this in his first season again. <laughs> I don't know what the magic is. I always say he's not magical. He's Boach. <laughs> he's just like Boach, it. but it really does seem to work, especially in the playoffs, Manny. It does, and you know, I don't know that anybody could accurately describe Boach's genius because there is a level of it there. Uh, it's like a Lieutenant Columbo-style genius where he plays dumb, but he really has a pulse for everybody and everything, and he's such a warm, likable guy. No one ever accuses him of being a smarty pants or a know-it-all, but in fact, he, he does know it all. Um, I, the way he handles people, I guess, is part of his success. Everybody has the utmost respect for him. Look, they had respect for Boach before he won the three World Series in San Francisco. It's not just because he's won. It's, be, it's because how he conducts himself, how he treats people, and kind of the, the shrewd eye for situations and talent that he brings to every game. I mean, that's not an easy roster to manage. I get it. There's a huge heavy payroll there, so there's talent. But when you think about Max Scherzer, who's a different cat, super intense, think about losing to Grom, think about Corey Seager, who's your best player, who's not necessarily a clubhouse presence, think about how they've got two very young catchers directing that older veteran staff, you've got a bullpen that was an absolute gas can the last two months of the season that somehow now looks like it's... Uh, you know, some combination of Dennis Eckersley, Mariano Rivera, and Lee Smith. <laughs> I mean, it, that's Boach. That's, that's all Boach. Like, Boach, Boach. How about yesterday? I, I don't know how much of the game you guys watched. All of yeah. it. Boach could have pulled Nate, Nate Evaldi in the fifth. Yep. Bases loaded, nobody out. 99 out of 100 times, a manager pulls his guy there. doesn't matter if it's Cy Young or Warren Spahn. You're going to get your guy out of there. Boach left him in there, and he got out of a crazy jam. I mean... That, that right there is the top of his resume when they're inducting him into the Hall of Fame. 
uh, you know, in addition to the three World Series titles. That one, too, Maddie. And then I, I thought, okay, he got out of it. There is no way they're sending him back out. And they did. I, th- I thought he had to be gassed, mentally exhausted after getting out of that, you know, real high leverage pitch- pitches, high stress pitches. He did give up a run. He there. did give up yeah. a run. Yep. Yeah. And then, and, but he, he still let him come out. And I mean, that's a guy that knows his staff and, and trusts his guys. It was, maybe, maybe he wrong. is. That's yeah. Maybe a, he is. The way Maddie talks about it. Now I'm not, 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 not so, so sure about yeah. Boach anymore. Maddie, before we let you go, I had to, a little throwback for our audience. Uh, how's your nephew doing? Do you remember this story? My nephew. So I got a call from a friend that said, hey, can you talk to this kid? He's interested in broadcasting. So I get on the phone with this young man, and I talk to him for a while. And uh, I believe it was your nephew. And he says to me, yeah, my, my uncle is Matt Vescursion. And I said, why are you talking to me? Why are you, why are you asking me for broadcast advice when your uncle is Matt Vescursion? Hang up with me. I know nothing. Call Matty V. Does that, that ring any bells? I mean, I, I, have we talked about this? We have. <laughs> we talked about it on the air. See, this is where I got to stop. You know, the self-medicating. Sniffing glue, yeah, I get it. Stop. Whatever I'm doing, it's just killing all the synapses. Sounds like Woods was catfished at some I, point. I might now. have been, but this is what the kid told me. You have a nephew, yes? I have godson. A god, maybe it was godson. My godfather is Matt Vaskersian. I said, well, call him. Call him. You don't need me. It's incredible. Maybe it's more in the Multiple crime family. Son. Uncle. Yeah, Uncle Matt. You know, Uncle Matt. Uncle Matt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not the one you call. You if know, you, there was that, if you that, know Matt Vesker. I did in the, in the French Foreign Legion where there might be some things <laughs> happening I'm unaware of. <laughs> you are a gentleman and a well, scholar, my friend. I, I appreciate Thank you. it. Matt, uh, keep up the great work. The great news is now I'm in a text thread with uh, Matty V. Woods. Uh, Mud, yeah. and I just got a text from Mud and a video, so perfect. Yeah. So he was listening. So <laughs> Great, fantastic. Great. It was like a crazy license plate on uh, on on uh, 15 North that he had to stop and take a photo of. Oh, God, well, it's even worse. You'll see it when you You're hang up the phone. You'll see it in a second when you hang up the phone. <laughs> he's, he's absolutely incorrigible. That man. <laughs> Thank you, Matty. We appreciate you, buddy. You guys are the best. See right, you, man. See you. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.